Young man, do you have any idea what time it is? Your move! It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week we are recording from a six-year-old's bedroom. Yeah, it's <laughs> surprisingly not too different from our regular <laughs> recording location. It's not too bad. Uh, I the uh, the street, the like town and street carpet is a nice touch. Oh and yeah, I'm a big fan of the Brio trains scattered around. Yep, there's a there's a beanbag chair here, which I guess one of us could be sitting in. Do you want to take the beanbag chair? I would love to take okay, the beanbag. Let bean me bag. grab the beanbag chair here for you. Um, I am while Lauren is. In England, looking for a place for us to live, uh, I am staying with her family uh, and uh, her little oh, brother. Oh, I guess this isn't my chair. It's oh, Pepper's, Pepper's chair. chair. Okay. Well, here, bud. Why don't you let Jimmy <laughs> sit down? Uh, and uh, so uh, they have parents coming into town. Uh, so the, the grandparents will be here as well. And they will be in the room that I was sleeping in. And now I will be sleeping in the room that uh, the six-year-old usually sleeps in. So... Uh, we're we're kind of, yeah, you know, all, all, all shuffled around, um, but it's not too bad. Like you said, cozy. How's the beanbag? It's it's a, it's a pretty good beanbag. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this week we are talking about uh season one episode. Golly, what episode is this? Is this episode twenty seven? Something high up there. Some something high up there. Uh, yes, it is episode twenty seven. Uh, nice. champion versus creator part two. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I felt really good about this episode. Another crazy episode where we see it's just chock full of great Pegasus moments. It it really is. It really is. Which is what makes Yu Gi Oh worth watching. I think <laughs> right now. <laughs> Truly, it is. Um. But before we get into that, uh, as we do every week, we start our episodes with recommending things to our listeners uh, that they could do instead of wasting twenty minutes watching Yu Gi Oh. Jimmy, what's your recommendation this week? That's a good question. Um, I haven't been doing a whole lot since I've been so busy also packing and doing other things. That's right. Yeah, we're going on international trips at the same time. Yeah, like literally we're leaving the same day to go to opposite parts of the world. Yeah. Um, I guess my recommendation would be if you haven't touched it in a while, now would be a great time to get back into Pokemon Go. Ooh. They've... If A lot of... I would assume a lot of people uh played it for uh right when it came out in 2016 and then uh left it aside but the there's a st- still a huge thriving community uh if you haven't played pokemon go in a while there's raids where you all team up to take down a huge pokemon uh there's ex raids where you have a special invitation and you have to show up at a certain place at a certain time and then you fight to take down mewtwo or someone like that uh, they've added a whole bunch of new Pokemon, uh, Alolan Pokemon. They've got friends you can trade with now and Ross, send Rachel, gifts. Monica. <laughs> you can you can trade with all your favorite '90s TV stars, <laughs> who they, are all cheers on there. <laughs> they're not cheers, just can friends. I, can I battle with Fraser? <laughs> <laughs> I I would play that game. That'd be amazing, actually. But uh, it's a great opportunity to just hang out with your friends and go walk around your neighborhood and check things out and catch imaginary creatures. Hmm. 
yeah, I'm real curious to see, uh, especially with both of us making international trips pretty soon, because there are different like regional Pokemon too, right? Yes. So I'm curious to see like what you catch when you go to Australia. Uh, Kangaskhan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and then the the regional Pokemon for North America is Taros, and I forget. Oh, I think it's Mr. Mime is in England. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. I've had a, a few people ask me to like log into their accounts just to get them like <laughs> <laughs> special Pokemon. But... Well, there's a better version, and that's uh, sending each other trades. And oh, stuff. well, there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh. Adjusting oh, sorry. the mic stand one more time. I, I can't hear what I sound like no, on and that's, the recording. And that's completely on me. Um, But yeah. Uh, All right. What would you recommend? I recommend, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I recommend getting in touch with us via our various social media platforms. <laughs> um, we've had uh, a few people reach out uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I just wanted to shout them out real quick yeah. because we've gotten some really like awesome uh, responses from viewers like you. Uh, so first off, I want to shout out, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to mispronounce this and I really apologize. Shamim Dana, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, but they've reached out to us through a review on iTunes, uh, which was wonderful and a, uh, a nice conversation that we had on Instagram, uh, and showed off their like sweet card collection yeah, with that's... an autographed Exodia. Which was, yeah. Like... Signed by the voice actors for Yugi and Kaiba. Yeah. Which is kind of nuts that like you would just have that like around. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Um, so that was pretty cool. And uh, their review says, uh, growing up as a fan of the show, I can't wait to start episode one. And then a smiley face. It's time to duel. And then another smiley face. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. And then like a week later, they message us on Instagram just to be like, hey, good job. Yeah, you're doing great, and uh, that was that was really nice and validating for me. <laughs> it's still like surprising to me that like oh yeah, people actually listen to this. It's not just us hanging out in a room talking to each other about this, and it's not just like our friends doing a pity listen, which yeah. is kind of what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Um, so thank you so much for for that message. Uh, we also got an email uh, from Thomas Payton uh, via the website. Uh, if you go to our website, which is, uh, tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P, uh, you can, uh, there's a, there's a, I forget exactly what it says, but it's like contact us or reach out or whatever. Uh, there's a little button you can click and fill out a form to contact us. So Thomas Payton did that. And, uh, the subject line is cards in the anime Japanese versus English. Uh, and Thomas says, in one of your episodes, you discussed the cards in the anime having no actual text and how that would change how you played the game and learned the game. Yeah, that was uh, two episodes ago. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. When Taya and Mai were, were dueling, we brought that up. Um, and uh, Thomas says, uh, but that is only in the dubbed version, which they expanded the card art. Uh, and removed all the text instead of translating it each time, making oh. this weird thing exclusive to the translation. In Japanese weird. cards, uh, they looked more like their real-life counterparts with a full name and description, and there's a link to uh, the Dark Magician in the anime that has the Japanese text on the card itself. So the rules are there on the card in show Japanese. Uh, and Well, I can show you, but I'm not going to gonna be able to show our listeners listeners at home if you just look up like dark magician japanese oh, anime huh. yeah so you see the the rules there on the on the card so they're not just making up the rules and like memorizing them as they go along well 
Yeah. The, the, it's just that the translators didn't want to have to write a bunch of text every time. I think so. And then, so then Thomas goes on to say, versus in the dub, it's just the art, the attack defense, and the number of stars, which is what we've seen and commented on. Uh, although, this is an interesting twist, in The Pyramid of Light, which is the movie that the, you and I watched, uh, they apparently decided to translate all the cards from Japanese, making it a weird inconsistency if you take it all together. So in the movie Pyramid of Light, they do have English rules uh, on the actual cards. So, yeah, so that does make it kind of a weird inconsistency because we've brought up, well, that episode where, um, uh, oh, yeah, there it is. So oh, there's the English, uh-huh. English rules. Uh, in Shining Friendship, episode 25, uh, we had that whole scene where Mai is like, do I need to remind you how this card works? Implying that Taya, like, didn't know and couldn't easily look th- look up that information. And Tay even yeah. said, man, if only I could remember how to use this card, implying that it doesn't say right there on the card. But it, this wasn't like central to the plot. It was just four kids being lazy. Yeah, exactly. So it's a byproduct, Thomas is saying, of the translation. Huh. Yeah. So that's really, that, man. I Honestly, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. It's also not something that I would have thought of. So thank you so much, Thomas, for bringing that up. Uh, thank you for the email. Uh, I, I certainly really appreciate it. Like, this is the kind of thing I want to know. Um, yeah, so that's going to be my cop-out recommendation for the week. My my, my selfish plug is... Is uh, talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah, if you have stuff to say about, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, like, cartoons you watched as a kid or anything you like, just, you know, reach out. And uh, I'll tell you all the ways to do that at the end of the episode. Speaking of cartoons you watched as a kid, that seems to be the, the central theme of this episode. It, that's true. Shall we talk about it? Let's do. It's time, time to discuss the episode. This week, as I've said, we are discussing season one, episode 27, uh, uh, Creator versus Champion, part D. And uh, a lot happened this episode. I feel like it was one of the long, like it felt long. Did it feel yeah, long to you? It did feel long. Uh, but it's your turn to do the recap, so good luck, buddy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's going to be interesting because this is one of those dual-centric episodes, so there's just a lot of back and forth going on. It's kind of mitigated by the fact that one of the people involved is Pegasus, and so there's a lot more interesting stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. This was one of the than few... Than just a straight-up dual. Right. This was one of the few dual-centric episodes where I wasn't, like, completely bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it starts obviously where we left off last time. Um, Kaiba and Pegasus dueling and their weird uh, and their bottomless weird. pit. Oh, in their weird. In their weird bottomless pit. <laughs> I heard and. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Kaiba and Pegasus and they're weird. And they're weird. Those guys. Yeah, you know. And it starts with Pegasus going on this whole monologue for like at least three minutes about cartoons that he loved to watch as a child. And it like zooms into his mind and it's just this basically like a Looney Tunes in the dual monsters universe Mm -hmm. where it's, what was it? Funny bunny, funny bunny and his nemesis gruff, rough, rough, gruff McDog. Oh yes. Thank you. You don't remember rough, gruff McDog? (laughs) No, I don't remember. It was some combination of rough and gruff and, I think Dogs. it was I think it was Sheriff Ruff Gruff McGruff McDog. He was some kind <laughs> of takes... law uh enforcing creature, but yeah. it's basically 
uh, Bugs Bunny versus Elmer Fudd sort of situation where this dog is constantly chasing this rabbit and can never get him. And it's always just like they're running around and there's like whoop, 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 whoop sound effects. And I think the the dog actually has a gun. You pointed this out. <laughs> He's like constantly firing at the bunny, but it's like a pop gun. So it just goes boop. It's the one time that four kids didn't censor the gun that made me really happy. <laughs> Maybe in the original it was an actual gun, and they just turned it into a pop gun. For the they just swapped out the sound effect. Yeah, it could be. I I don't know. Anyway, Kaiba is like listening to all this go on. He's like, "What are whatever Pegasus? That's your turn. You're just going to spend your entire turn <laughs> reminiscing about <laughs> cartoons." I mean, only 90s kids will remember this. <laughs> uh, and Pegasus says, oh, yes, it was my turn bringing out Toon World. And he activates the card Toon World, which we have never seen before. But it's this book. No, no one no has one. ever seen before. Yes, this is crucial. We find out later. No one has ever seen Toon World before because it was so powerful that it never went into circulation. And this goes into what we were talking about, oh, weeks and weeks ago, where Pegasus can just do anything he wants because he has all-powerful cards because he invented the game. Yeah, he can just write a new card. He can just write new cards and keep these super powerful cards in case anyone challenges him. And Joey actually mentions this. Thank you, Joey, for pointing out how dumb and stupid this is. But... I guess Pegasus can do that because it's still technically uh, legal in the rules. They just never I, released it. I mean, again, like technically legal in the rules is really just up to Pegasus, right? Yeah. So if he says it's good, then, <laughs> then I guess it is. It's like in uh, Parks and Rec where he says, I have a permit. And the guy opens the piece of paper and this says, this just says I can do what I want. <laughs> that's That's Pegasus. <laughs> He can do what he wants. That's the rules of the game. Pegasus can do what he wants. But anyway, the point is, Toon World comes out, and it's this... Is it a spell card? It's not uh, a monster. It is. It is a spell card. I think it's similar to like changing the terrain like we've seen previously. Yeah, it's like an enchantment. Yeah. But it's a, like a storybook that comes out, and it unfolds, and there's this... Boing, and there's like a it's like a pop up book with this city inside this I'm, cartoon. I'm sorry, what was that? What was that? that what, what, how, how did it go? <clears throat> Boing, there it is. And um, Toon World uh, envelops uh, the his rabbit, his card that he his monster rabbit card that he had out, which I forget. Is, uh, it's not funny the, bunny. It's no, it's the dark dark bunny. Something is it dark? The lines. dark hair, the dark rabbit. There was a lot of hair jokes, so I'm yeah, really not so remembering. Many. Okay, there are two kinds of puns in this episode. There's rabbit puns, and there's book puns. Yes, and they are rampant. List every other <laughs> sentence Pegasus says, and he's having such. You can tell he was having such joy, uh, coming up with these jokes. Oh, absolutely. Like he's he wrote these down weeks ago. Easily. Easily. He built this deck around making puns, and Kaiba's just there trying to rescue his brother's soul and he's getting super <laughs> mad that Pegasus is just making all these puns. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, like, 
And I think that's maybe why I resonate with Pegasus so much is like that's a hundred percent my jam is building a deck around puns and wacky pranks and wacky pranks. Um, like when I was playing Duel Links, I tried making an entire deck around Shining Friendship, uh, and it <laughs> didn't work out <laughs> at all. Uh-huh. It was very bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I first started playing Magic, the guy who introduced me to Magic had a deck that was all about ninjas with rocket launchers. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, you should get back into more Magic. I've heard of a deck that's based around flying goats. Oh. And it just brings out more and more goat tokens that all have flying. Yes. And so you just goat your opponents to death. Oh, man. That deck is goat. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're uh, getting very off. We're track. getting very off topic. Anyway, the dark rabbit card. Uh, essentially, the essentially the dark magician, but he's a rabbit. Yeah, he's like um, he's like an evil palette swap of um Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing the same red suspenders and everything. Right, but he's it's able to jump into Toon World mm-hmm. and is basically invincible. Whenever he's not attacking. Right. So the the Dark Rabbit sort of hops up and a slide whistle plays, which is my favorite sound effect in the whole show. And it goes, uh, and uh, he uh, gets sucked into the book and the book closes. Yeah. It slams shut. And so any creatures uh, uh, that Pegasus controls get sucked into Toon World and they become basically just invincible you can't get to them yep and they turn into tunes which is important because then uh pegasus summons do you remember last episode with uh when he stole kaiba's blue eyes and then he put it uh kaiba put it down on the field and then there was a little whoop and it like transferred over yeah yeah my favorite part yes well he draws and plays uh Kaiba's blue eyes Mm -hmm. and it gets sucked into Toon World and when it emerges it becomes (laughs) blue eyes Toon Dragon Uh, which is my favorite art I think do you want to talk about blue eyes Toon Dragon yeah so so uh, if you're a fan of the show um, I'm sorry Uh, no I'm kidding Uh, if you're a fan of the show (laughs) welcome I love you Uh, you will know what blue eyes white dragon looks like he's sort of a large a uh, metallic dragon, uh, and Blue Eyes Toon Dragon takes that and makes it well. In Pegasus's words, cuddlier. Yeah, uh, that's so the exact word he uses. All the all the edges get rounded off. He becomes smaller, big anime cutesy eyes, uh, and little cute little dragon arms. Uh, and I I just love him so much. Um, it he's he's my favorite. <laughs> it is super cute I feel like I've been using that word a lot I'm gonna stop using favorite until the end of the episode when um, we actually talk about our I, I enjoy Blue Eyes Toon Dragon tremendously uh, I have seen uh, in various tattoo places people do uh, some flash pieces of Blue Eyes Toon Dragon and I've been tempted to get Blue Eyes Toon Dragon as a tattoo oh I'm my not gonna God, lie really? um, yes <laughs> uh <laughs> It's <laughs> Lauren, how do you feel about this? <laughs> or is this going to be a surprise when you 
meet up with her in England. No, no, no. We, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. I don't think I would get that as my first tattoo for certain. Um, but it's 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 tempting. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so that happens. Blue Eyes Toon Dragon appears. Blue Eyes Toon Dragon appears. And Kaiba is so offended. Uh, I, I think the exact line that he says is, you've taken his pride. <laughs> <laughs> that is the line that gets used. Like when it, when he sees uh, his blue eyes turn into this cutesy thing, he just gets so offended on its behalf that he, it's been turned into this little cartoon guy. And he does it in his Batman voice, too, like Kaiba does, right? So You've ruined his pride. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just this cute little wee wee, like, like squeaky cartoon yeah. boy. <laughs> Pegasus, of course, thinks this is hilarious and like goes on and on about how great and cute his new toon dragon is and i think it gets a little more powerful doesn't it uh it does in that it's invincible while it's in toon world that's right um and then i think it's the next turn it gets more powerful because okay. he plays another toon card but you yeah have the you have the summary up so you're gonna you're gonna know that better than i am he plays like uh it's like shining resort shining i made i wanted to make like a super mario sunshine joke is all i remembered when we were yeah because it. it's it's shining something um and yeah essentially he plays another tune world card to make everything in tune world more powerful uh and that then, doesn't happen for a while though that doesn't happen for a while i thought that was like the well, next turn the next, uh, well, what happens next the next thing that happens you're, you're driving this ship jimmy come on yeah well kaiba kind of figures out that uh pegasus is beating him uh i'm not in, do you remember if he no, he knows about magic. I, I mean, he has his brother's soul in a card, so he's got to be kind of clued into this. Yeah, that's the thing. He hasn't explicitly said you're using magic, but he has. He does say that, like, okay, I know something's going on. Yeah, he's Pegasus is clearly seeing my cards. Uh, he knows everything I'm about to do before I do it, and so he actually pulls a pretty good move and puts all his. He abandons his hand of cards. Yep, he just sets the whole thing down. And not not to play them, he just puts it, puts it aside. And he's like, all right, Pegasus, you won't be able to see if I'm see what I'm playing if I can't see what I'm playing either. And in the peanut gallery, everyone's like, oh, yeah, say, that, that's right. And Yugi's <laughs> like explaining. I think Yugi at one point explains that Pegasus can see... Uh, through magic what he's doing yeah, this yeah so this is and a, then like five five minutes later yeah everyone's like wow how can he see what he's playing <laughs> it was in the last episode uh i think it was yugi and bakura are like yeah he's using magic he's straight up using magic like this magic freaking necklace that i've got that glows all the time and and then this episode joey's like oh he must have hidden cameras <laughs> yeah <laughs> how does he do it <laughs> who knows anyway uh for the first time in his goddamn life kaiba trusts in the heart of the cards and he is rewarded because he gets another blue eyes white dragon that's yeah that's true that's the first card that he plays and then and every, everyone again freaks out <gasps> what a what a lucky draw wow incredible what are the odds and it's like i don't know you have like three out of what four blue eyes in the whole world because you ripped one up 
No, so, and, so then he has three out of three. Three out of three remaining blue eyes. He has all the blue eyes. So And his deck's only so big. Yeah. So, you know, like you can Anyway, he gets the blue yeah. eyes out. <laughs> and he he's like, All right, now I'm going to destroy that monstrosity with uh an actual real blue eyes. And so the blue eyes attacks uh the tune blue eyes. But the tune blue eyes just kind of goes boink and it stretches out in a cart like a cartoon like dodging something mm-hmm. and the blast just passes right by it yep and he uh again freaks out in his like batman voice going <gasps> and then like pegasus straight up explains that oh yeah this all these cards were based off of my favorite cartoon funny bunny and so I made it. I I built the card game around the concept that these cute characters can never actually get hurt because, <laughs> in cartoons, the main character can't actually get hurt. Yep. In three thousand and thirteen episodes of Funny Bunny, Rough Gruff McDog chases Funny Bunny around and tries to hurt him with uh, guns, axes, dynamite, uh, <laughs> dropping anvils on his head, and he just like lists a bunch of like forms of violence. Yeah. And never once does Funny Bunny get injured. He never lays a paw on him. Oh, that's right. That's what he says. The long paw of the law is what he <laughs> says. Uh, yeah. More more jokes from our good friend Pegasus. <laughs> And then I think it was after this where all that uh, other magic stuff happens because uh, Kaiba is able to play uh, Shadow Spell, mm-hmm. which is those chains. I think we've seen it earlier. Yeah. So a couple of things happen, I think. So is this. Wait. So he plays Shadow Spell. Hold on. Let me go through the walkthrough. Yeah. The yeah step yeah. by step. We had to pull up the, the Prima Guide. Yeah. The Prima Guide to Yu-Gi-Oh! Card Games. <laughs> oh, I guess Toon Dragon can dodge the attack because Blue-Eyes White Dragon is not a Toon monster. It's only vulnerable to other Toons. Oh, that's it. Because Toons can hit each other all the time, but non-Toons can't. Right, as per the Roger Rabbit rules. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's immediately after this, because it's Pegasus's turn uh-huh, again. Uh-huh. Now it's when he activates Shine Palace. Shine Palace, that's what it was. Which I am you. I am 99% sure is the name of that giant shine sprite in Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, I'm positive that's a location you go to in Sunshine. But anyway, the it's a big shiny castle. Mm-hmm. It's another like tune book thing, but it's all glowy and the magical glow boosts tune tune dragon by 500 attack points. Good job. And so then Blue-Eyes Toon Dragon is able to attack Blue-Eyes White Dragon, but Kaiba activates his face-down card, negate attack, to negate the attack, yeah, as does, you does might what it expect. Says on the ten. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's after this, he's been able to... So he's able to survive for this long, and Pegasus does a little monologue about how he's out of moves, and basically next turn he'll be dead. But uh, Kaiba is able to draw a shadow spell, and that's when the, the chains come out, and it immobilizes Blue-Eyes Toon Dragon and decreases its attack by 700. So the little Toon Dragon gets caught up in these big rusty chains attached to every surface, and it's like, it's, it's, it's the saddest thing. It's the saddest little thing you've ever seen, but it keeps it still long enough for the Blue-Eyes to take it out, and it just kind of explodes. Yeah. 
And so after this, Pegasus is like, oh, this big scary dragon. Well, what happens when I do this? And he draws Dragon Capture Jar, which is, once again, does exactly what you would expect a Dragon Capture Jar to do and captures a dragon in a jar. There it is. <laughs> well, so it does, it, it's it's a little bit different from that because I thought it was just going to like slurp up the dragon. And it did. Yum, yum. No, well, it kind of did. It, it slurped up the dragon's defense points. So the defense points of Blue Eyes White Dragon move from Blue Eyes White Dragon to the dragon capture jar. Blue Eyes White Dragon is still out. Hmm. It's still on the board. So it's not really a capture. It's a... I don't know. What, 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 what would you call that? Was, was Blue Eyes still on the board? I thought it got basically oh, turned into a wall. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of what happens later on. Oh. Uh, no, you're right. It does get... See how up. awful this back and forth stuff Especially is. Especially when everything that Kaiba does is something around blue eyes. Yeah, <laughs> everything he does is freaking blue eyes. So you have to remember, it's like playing a three card Monty. You have to remember where the blue eyes is that you're talking about currently. Which specific blue eyes, <laughs> what it's doing, uh, uh, where it is. But yeah, okay, so blue eyes does get slurped up into uh, <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> anyway, it gets... Captured by uh-huh. Dragon Capture Jar, and um, it's basically it ter- the Dragon Capture Jar is basically a wall that mm-hmm. he can use to defend himself, right? Uh, with Blue Eyes's defense points, right, right, right. It's just stuck in a jar, so it can't do anything. That's right. And then it de- increases its defense by like a whole bunch of points. Yeah, blah by, blah blah by as many points as. Blue as a dragon head, yada yada. Kaiba draws and puts it down, and then it's Pegasus's turn, and then he uh, summons Dragon Piper. That's okay. That, here's the card. Yeah, yeah. More dragons. More dragon stuff. Wow. Who would have thought? thought that to fight Kaiba you need a deck of <laughs> stuff that does stuff to dragons? Who would have known? Anyway, Dragon Piper comes out, which mm-hmm. is. How would you describe what Dragon Piper looks like? It's just a weird statue. Dragon Piper looks like... Uh, have you gone back and looked at like Majora's Mask art recently? No. Like when they've done like the up versions of Majora's Mask and everything's like smoother, but still just all sorts of weird shapes to accommodate for all of the... Uh, the... Like polygon stuff yeah. they had to do. It reminds me of that a lot. It's just kind of like shapes and then a couple of things that you can determine are hands and a flute. Yeah. And it's going toot 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 just quietly around. whenever yeah. whenever it like passes through the the not the I guess the camera. Right. It, you can hear it going just toot 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 toot. Anyway, it's a dragon piper. And Next time, when he uses that to attack, uh, the effect of Dragon Piper will activate and release Blue Eyes White Dragon, and from the Dragon Capture Jar and putting it under Pegasus's control. And then he will turn that uh, Blue Eyes into a tune with Tune World because right. it will then be a monster under his control. Right, and Pegasus kind of giggles at this point, and he's like, "Let's see how many Blue Eyes White Dragons I can steal from you." Hmm? Yeah, Kaiba boy. That's 
he's basically just playing a game. I mean, he's literally, he's playing, literally a game playing a game with Kaiba at this point. That's his whole thing. He's taking all of Kaiba's precious blue eyes white dragons and turning them into a goofy cartoon characters. Yep. Which is driving Kaiba absolutely mad. Yep. And so he fl- some flips someone's sword stalker in attack position, uh, which attacks Dragon Piper. But bef- as it's charging, uh, Pegasus activates his doppelganger card, mm-hmm. which he had face down, to activate the effects of Kaiba's uh, crush card, the the virus. The virus that he played on Yugi. Yeah. So not only is he stealing all his dragons, he's using his own moves against him. And he infects his dragon piper with the crush card. Mm-hmm. And so when Sword Stalker attacks it, um, all his, his deck gets infected and all his... Uh, monsters over 1,500 attack points, which is almost all of them because Kaiba is such a <laughs> freaking <laughs> giant monster enthusiast. Uh, they all get destroyed. And so he's only able to do one thing, really, yep. anymore. And he plays Reborn the Monster and revives uh, our good friend Saggy the Dark Clown. Soggy. Soggy please. the Dark Clown. Please. <laughs> Soggy the Dark Clown. They're both which, very bad which names. I man, I I I don't want to say that I would pay you money to do this because I don't have that much money to pay, but I would love to see somebody go to Starbucks and when they ask for your name, you say the words Soggy the Dark Clown. I'd love, 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 love to see that happen. <laughs> Sounds like a, a YouTube prank. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Today we're going into Starbucks and saying our name is Soggy the Dark Clown. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> just oh, a prank, it's so bro. Gross. It's so gross. It might just work. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so he plays Soggy the Dark Clown, which yeah. goes about as well as you'd expect. Yeah, he only has left is Soggy the Dark Clown, and so Pegasus normal summons Bickery Box, which is... uh. Hickory Bickory Box. Yeah, it's a it's a little Jack in the Box bird tune character with a scythe. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures of this thing. The stuff of nightmares. Yeah. So it just goes boing 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 over to Soggy the Dark Clown and slices it up. Yep. And because Kaiba literally has no more monsters in his deck, or I think he's got some other cards, but he, since he has no more monsters, he loses by default. Yeah, he has nothing else that he can play. That's what you get for putting all these giant monsters and nothing else in your deck. Because one card is able to take them out. Yep. And he should have known this, too, is the thing. Yeah. Like, he should have prepared for the idea that maybe one of his spell cards would have been used against him. He's Kaiba. He's completely up his own butt. That's fair. He's, That's fair. He's so confident that nothing <laughs> bad can happen to him. And then he's always surprised when something bad always happens to him. And something bad does happen to him because oh. here's the spooky part where we all saw it coming. But uh, Pegasus does this monologue about how he's fought for his little brother for so long and now he can join him. And he like reveals his millennium eye mm-hmm. and goes, and well no so so first he pulls a, a another card out of his deck yeah he and pulls blank. a blank uh dual monsters card out it's just a background no text and anything else on there and he does the same thing to kaiba that he did to mokuba and he steals his soul and imprisons it 
in the card. And yep. that's it. That's it. And it's actually kind of funny because um, when Mokuba got trapped in the card, you could see him like his hands up and he's like scared and he's like pounding on the, the front of the card trying to get out. Uh, in Kaiba's case, he's just kind of standing there brooding all emo-like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his card art is great. It really captures his essence. Yeah, it's a it's a super it's super good Kaiba art. It really looks like Kaiba. But that's the end of the episode, and everyone sees this happens and is like, wow, oh no. You know, that sort of thing. Well, and Yuhi gets really angry too. Yeah. Like he realizes well, he says that Kaiba was just like us. He was fighting to protect someone he loved, and how dare you do this to our friends? It's like Kaiba was never your friend, buddy. Um, Well, well. But he starts crying and yelling and berating uh, Pegasus from his, their place over on the little, their little balcony area. Yep. And Pegasus just kind of, he doesn't even respond. He just has uh, an inner monologue in his head about how he's next. But then uh, Yugi is so upset that he, his Millennium Puzzle activates and he transforms and um, the pharaoh comes out and he's, the pharaoh starts berating um, Pegasus. Yeah. About how he's going to beat all the other champions and uh, fight Pegasus and win for his friends and his family and everyone that he's hurt. Yep. And that's the thing that's revealed at the end, too, that I had personally forgotten about, or if they'd even explained this, uh Yugi can't just face Pegasus next. He has to beat all the other people who also got 10 star chips. Yeah. That was the he has to defeat, defeat all the other finalists for the privilege of attacking uh Pegasus. And that so that that duel that we just watched was really really just kind of a sneak preview, I guess, cuz now we're at the semifinals. I I was under the assumption this whole time we were at the finals, like this was it. Uh but nope. No, all the other people who are standing there like my and Bandit Keith, mm-hmm. who is in there for just a couple of seconds to remind us that he's there. Uh, uh, Joey. Joey. All these other people Yugi is going to have to fight against. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And Pegasus goes away. Oh, oh wait. First, he's like... Um, oh, hang on. He uh, mentions to his... Uh, somebody's somebody's getting us coffee. Do you want coffee? What would sure. you like? Um, Here's where we learn Jimmy's default order. From where? Starbucks? Starbucks. Double tall raspberry white chocolate mocha. Whoa. Double tall. I'll just take a regular mocha. (laughs) But I do like the raspberry white chocolate mocha, which saved me from early morning classes in college. And that's why. Yep first started drinking uh coffee so just a fun aside uh coffee cottage the coffee place near where we went to school yeah yeah, yeah. had a name for basically that drink um so my friend chris would order a not a not a double tall but whatever their small was uh like a 12 ounce i think uh white chocolate raspberry mocha with extra whip and uh Oh, and I really hope that the 13-year-old downstairs can't hear me because I, I'm not proud of what I'm going to say. Uh, what they would call it was the little bitch. <laughs> uh, which was hilarious because Chris was this like 
big like basketball player like <laughs> tall dude and he would just walk he would just stroll right up the counter and be like yep that's mine <laughs> um but that's anyway. hilarious i had i have never heard them <laughs> say that i think in they the... would only say it for like him and maybe like four other people uh whoop and i just yeah, that's... turn my mic off and on there uh but that's uh, something you can say to the general no, public really put up so... on your board it was so in a small uh, christian college town yeah it's so funny. Uh, anyway, so that's the end of the episode. Jimmy, what was your favorite part of this episode? My favorite part um, was getting to see Pegasus win and Kaiba lose. Yes. Uh, About time. Because Pegasus, we're, we're always seeing the good guys win in almost every given situation. And Kaiba just won against Yugi. So it was good to see pegasus show how brilliant he is at dual monsters and cheating and cheating using magic <laughs> and winning against the champion of the world in the game he created right with magic and then imprisoning his soul <laughs> using magic like pegasus this Simet's pegasus is such a, a great villain yeah i i really like just to piggyback off of that if i may i really like that Pegasus created this card game and has magic. Yeah. He could have won using either of those. He chose to win using both of them. Yeah. And I think that really speaks to his character in a way that I like. <laughs> and even when uh, Kaiba sort of outwitted him, mm-hmm. um, he's like, fine, I won't use magic. I'll just beat you using your own methods. Right. It was such a humiliating defeat for Kaiba, who's... You thought he had, well, I thought he had like a character arc going on where he would have learned from his past mistakes, but he's still kind of being the same person he's, he was. He's almost there. He's, he's so almost close. There. He's on the cusp of having a real breakthrough. Real heart of the cards moment. But like at the in the in last episode, he straight up said that I can't like rely on the heart of the cards and all this stuff. I have mm-hmm. to go back to my old tactics. Yeah. And now he's lost for it. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great moment to see uh, Pegasus be a malevolent uh, force of card nature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What was your favorite? My favorite, I think, was Toon World. Oh, Toon World. Just for a lot of reasons. I know this is kind of the same as yours, but like, I love that Pegasus, A, created a whole series of cards just based on the fact that he liked watching cartoons growing up. Uh, and B, they were deemed too powerful, according to Yugi, so they weren't put into circulation, but, Pe- but Pegasus goes, well, I make the rules, so I get to keep it and play it, and it'll be yeah. fine. I'm not going to release them, because that'd be mean, but uh, they're still tournament legal. Right. But the only person who can play them is me. Right, exactly. I, I love that that's just a thing that exists in this world, because for so long, you and I theorized whether or not that would be real, and now it is. Yeah. Thank you, Pegasus. <laughs> You're just as petty as we thought you were. <laughs> uh, what about your least favorite? I don't know. There's a lot to like in this episode. There really was. Um, probably my least favorite was it, all the back and forth. There was just so much dragon stuff going so on. So much dragon stuff. Keep track of. Yeah. Um, which watching the episode would be fine, but it's just kind of tough to recount it. Yeah, that's true. I think we put ourselves in a particularly difficult situation with that. Because everything was 
Blue Eyes White Dragon, Blue Eyes Toon Dragon, and Dragon Jars, and Dragon Pipers, and shut up about dragons already. Yeah. Put something else out on the field that we can remember. <laughs> so we can pretend to remember that name as well. Yeah. All right. What was your least favorite? Uh, I think, I think my least favorite, man, I think my least favorite is when... Okay, okay. I, I was trying to decide between two least favorites, and I, I just realized they're actually the same least favorite. When Kaiba realizes that there's something going on that is allowing Pegasus to see his cards, he decides to to forfeit his hand and just like go one card at a time, right? Mm-hmm. The trouble there, I have two problems. One is the line where Joey's like, he must have secret cameras or something. When Yugi and Bakura have been telling him all about real magic for the last like week at least at least right like I mean, th- three days at at the least I think probably yeah. since you've since seen magic going on you know that Pegasus trapped Yugi's grandpa inside of VHS tape using magic right so, he's not using cameras he's using magic so the first thing he that has a magical eye embedded in his skull right so the first thing that I have issue with is how reticent everyone in this show is to believing in magic. Why can't they just say must be magic and just like accept that and move on and, and just deal with that reality? No, they, they don't. They're like, well, it must be cameras. I don't know. Second issue that I have with it is that Kaiba still has to look at the card before he plays it because it doesn't know what kind of card it is. So he does every time he, he draws a card and he looks at it and then he plays it. That, according to the laws of the Millennium Eye, in so far as much as there are, wouldn't Pegasus still be able to see those cards before they're played? That's true. And like still... Even for just like a second, but... I mean, I guess guess that does keep Pegasus from seeing like the strategy involved, like if there's a longer term strategy. Yeah, if you have all your cards in your hand, you can like formulate ideas and he'd be able to see what cards he has. Right. But he would still be able to see the card before it's played, like as Kaiba draws it. Yeah, that's true. And they don't they don't mention that at if all. If he has like trap cards or something that are like magic cards that he could just instantly throw out to take down, yeah, he'd be able to counter it or whatever. But but again, I mean, maybe like I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt here and say maybe it just takes time to warm up. You know, he's got to like rev the Millennium Eye before yeah. it gets to full speed. It's like a Gatling gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You it's have to spin, spin it for up a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that whole sequence it frustrated me on a couple of different levels. I think I I wish that people would just be like, <laughs> I can see the golden eye that you have in your head. I know that you're using magic. Here is how what I'm gonna do. Like instead of being like, oh, I think something's up. Something's going on. He must be using cameras. Like no, you know what's happening. <laughs> The Millennium Eye works like that guy's truck who always used to hang out at the bar by our old apartment. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Where I you have to leave that. it idling for like <laughs> half an hour at like 2 a.m. in order to get it to warm up. Yeah, this guy had the worst truck. It was like an old Chevy pickup. We used to live across from a bar for context. Yeah, for context. And they would do Wednesday night karaoke and every not even just Wednesday nights. I feel like every other night this dude was there and he would idle his engine, which desperately needed oil. And I, I, 
some sort of belt replaced or something because it would idle and would go rick 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 it would sound like it was trying to be turned over but it was for like 30 minutes yeah he would this dude would i guess just start up his truck excuse me you'd just start up his truck and then Leave it there and I yeah. think go inside. I would look out the window and out. see him walking away from the truck while it's running, just like daring someone to steal it. I mean, no one was going to steal that no, truck. No it was one an old piece that. of trash. But to be fair, I think in retrospect, what we should have done is stolen it <laughs> and driven it into like a ditch somewhere <laughs> far away. <laughs> just drive it around the block, <laughs> just to just to keep from having to deal with it ever again. But <laughs> man, that was a rough. That was a rough year. Uh, yeah, so it's like that. Yeah. It takes some time. <laughs> Except with magic. So that's my least favorite, I think. Um, all right. All right. I think I think that's it. Jimmy, do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? Nope. Okay. Well, if you have things to say about this episode... Uh, oh, what am I doing? Sorry. It's been a couple of weeks. It's time to end the episode. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, we got to end the episode. Before I completely the episode. forgot the thing that we do every week. Yeah, the thing that we do every week when we end the episode is talk about our card of the week. Uh, our card of the week, pulled randomly from the list of all Yu-Gi-Oh cards in existence, is. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I have a doozy for you. Oh boy, Interceptomato. <laughs> Sorry, what? Interceptomato. I'm so excited. It's to pull word. up the art for this. It's it's intercept. Tomato, but just yes, without the T at the end of intercept or at the beginning of tomato. I'm so excited to see the art. It's a two-star card. It's plant slash effect monster, and it says during your opponent's turn, you can banish this card from your graveyard. This turn, any effect damage you take becomes zero. This is a quick effect, and it has 800 attack and defense. Intercept tomato. All right, I'm going to pull up the art. I've been looking away from my own screen, so let's look at it at the same time. Ready to see intercept tomato. I'm so ready. Oh, I was not ready. <laughs> I was not ready. What is this? Oh, that's cute. That's so cute. That's so... It almost looks... That's not a tomato. No, it looks like a radish. That's a radish. <laughs> but I guess I couldn't shoehorn radish into a pun that's word. That's fair. Okay, so what it is, for those of you who haven't looked it up on your own personal devices, is picture a... Well, a football helmet. Uh, a red football helmet with, uh, I guess, like a team logo on yeah, the side. It looks like the Kansas City Chiefs or something. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And inside is a head-sized, well, it's not a tomato, it's a radish. It has a pointy bottom uh, and then a little tuft of green sticking out the top of the helmet. And it has two little, uh, like, black cartoon eyes. It looks like one of those uh, radishes that Princess Peach pulls up. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. They could have just pulled the art straight from straight from Mario, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cute, though. It is cute. I kind of <laughs> love this. Intercept tomato. I See, when you said intercept tomato, I pictured like an interceptor, like a jet fighter that's or something. That's what I was thinking, and, too. And I was excited to have like the hamstrat or something, except right. it's a giant flying tomato. But this is much cuter. This is much cuter. It's like a, it's like a tomato uh, football player. Yeah. I, intercept tomato. I am going to look into this and see if there's more football vegetables because if so, I am going to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and, I just uh, scrolled right down and I found Bacon Saver. Oh yeah, look I, ha- at this. I had a Bacon Saver in Duel Links. It's a terrifying card. Uh, bacon Saver is not the card of the week, but Bacon Saver is good art. It's a black pig, uh, sort of in the lower right 
uh, corner of, of the frame, and then shooting out of it is what's assumed to be the pig's <laughs> skeleton, <laughs> just like flying, like it's it has launched its skeleton from its own body, uh, and it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> it saves your bacon. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's our card of the week. Intercept tomato. Intercept tomato. Intercept tomato. You really should Google this thing because it's really <laughs> cute. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, and please, please, please do, uh, you can do so by going to Twitter and Instagram at YAMPOD. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps uh, other people find out about the show. Um, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you have another podcast that I've been listening to. Oh, thank you. Do you want to talk about that podcast? I could. Please do. I mean, I've mentioned you, it before. If you, well, I mean, it's never, there's never a wrong time to pick To your plug podcast. my own uh, If you podcast. are interested in Dungeons and Dragons or Cards Against Humanity or actual play podcasts, Jimmy has another podcast called Dungeons Against Humanity. Not to toot my own horn. Please toot away. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically what it says on the tin. It's D&D and then every time we need to come up with a place or an NPC or like a magic thing that happens we draw a card from cards against humanity and base it off of that yep it's rad i i really Thanks. enjoy it uh i know i like the first like part of the first episode is an apology for like weird sound issues you don't notice those after like oh good you notice it like right at first just because it was pointed out but then after that it's really fun to listen to um, our microphone is literally just a microphone sitting on a table with all of us around it. I, I love it. It's a great concept, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun to listen to. I just got to the point where uh, Lothario, is that his name? Thario. Thario, uh, s- like, figures out what his accent is. It's like an episode <laughs> two, I think. Uh, and it's Sean Connery and... Um, uh, Christopher Walken combined and he just like leans into it and then the very next character we introduced is uh, Chris Connery <laughs> uh, anyway yeah it's great it's, it's a good time um, if you want to support the things that I'm doing I'm just thinking of like things I can plug yeah. I started a Patreon recently uh, it was started as a as a joke uh, that I had with some of my friends at my old job uh, one of the maybe more useful things that I did at my old job was send people YouTube videos that I thought that they would like, uh, just, I don't know, just to be like a fun thing. Uh, and as so, you would do with your friends. Yeah. And so now, uh, you can sign up for my Patreon. It's at tyler.games slash Patreon. Uh, and I will send you a personalized email with, uh, three YouTube videos that I think you'll like based on your interests, along with a personal message from me and a monthly, uh, horoscope that I write. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, no two emails are the same. I, I really do. I tailor it to each individual person. Uh, I did not think that this would be at all a thing. And now five people are signed up. So all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Uh, this episode I think will come out on the 1st of October. So, uh, if that sounds interesting to you, you have until like, we'll say like the 20th of October to sign up before I start sending out emails. Hmm. Um, yeah. How do you write the horoscopes? I'm sure. I'm sure there's tons of calculations involved. Uh, he, sure. Yeah, we'll say that. If my travel plans are ruined by goddamn Mars again, I'm uh, gonna be pissed. <laughs> no, I uh, I write the horoscopes kind of based on what I know of the person. Uh, they there there have been some pretty fun ones. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. That sounds like a, a good time. Oh. Pe- Pepper thinks that this is a good time. Uh, I think, Thank you for uh, joining us, Pepper. I, I think that that means that there are other people who are coming home. So this is a, a great time to end the podcast. All right. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, probably a bonus episode, I think. Yeah. Um, that we're going to record here pretty quickly. But uh, until next time, you've stolen his honor.